Hi friends, I'm Cody. And I am Megan. Welcome to Project Friend. Join us as we reconnect our long distance friendship and delve into all things life and experiences, both funny and more meaningful. So grab your cup of something sweet and let's dive in. Hi friend, how are you doing? Good, how are you friend? I am fine, thank you. I'm very excited today to talk about fears. Me too. I was doing a bit of research last night and I came across a few interesting fears. So there's rational and irrational fears. And of course, today we are talking more about the emotional fears, the less the physiological and more the psychological. And that was a mouthful. But so are the phobias that you get out there. So some of the fears that people have are quite bizarre. Fear of the color yellow. What? A fear of the number eight. What did number eight ever do to anybody? Said nine. That is crazy. A fear of money. <laughs> who, who are these people? A fear of money. I mean, is that like that fear of like the physical money? I hate coins. Same. Don't give me a coin. Don't give me two cents. Don't give me your two cents. Nah, none of that. None of that. I don't like it because it feels quite dirty. Like the texture of it isn't great. But I'm not fearful of coins. I mean, bring on the coins. Interesting. This is just on a side note. Um, where I live now in Holland, it's almost a cashless society. So you use your bank card for everything. I haven't touched money in about five months. Same. I think especially with lockdown, we we went into like not being able to really use as much money. So we were just using our cards. And I think we've all learned to just use our bank cards, which is so much easier. I have heard of someone being afraid of buttons. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, how do you wear a pair of jeans? Is always a button on top. And a button-up shirt, none of that. T-shirts all the way. I've heard of someone being afraid of staplers. I kind of get, I don't get the fear of a stapler, but perhaps the fear of it stapling you. Yeah, but you would be the one stapling yourself. It's not like it's going to just jump off the table and bite you. Well. <laughs> You're going to have to actively staple yourself. <laughs> she says after she gave 19 five-year-olds each a stapler today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that that's a different story right there. That's a whole different story. There's a fear of peanut butter on your the roof of your mouth, which I actually, I kind of get it. Peanut butter is so sticky. Do you like peanut butter? I love peanut butter and I would eat it if it was stuck on top of my mouth. Great. More for later. And then the funny one is the fear of your phone or not having your phone with you, which I, I think there's some validity in that because there was a day I went to work and I didn't have my phone with me. I'm not fearful of it, but I can totally get how reliant you become on your phone. I mean, I, I feel like afraid of leaving the house without a phone because I cycle. So if I fall off my bike and broke my arm or my leg and I didn't have my phone I would just have to like hobble home like what do you do <laughs> hobble you hobble girl <laughs> well we've got a few irrational fears yours is the fear of frogs which has a really big word that I can't really read unless I read it now which is ranadophobia You've got ranidophobia. That sounds like CV worthy. You can put that on like a job application. I've got ranidophobia. What do you have? Yeah, they'd be like, um, totally hired. <laughs> yeah. Stamp. <laughs> Stamp, you've got the job. And I've got a fear of worms, which I've always had since I was very small, and a fear of needles, actually. Um, and so even on that note, I've been in an operation before where they had to give me an injection before I started just to numb the area. And I absolutely refused it. So they did it, the sur little surgery, without the numbing situation. 
needless to say that everybody in the waiting room was not there when I got back out of the little <laughs> surgery room and my mom said they looked absolutely petrified but that is the fear of needles I'd rather not have the needle and feel the pain than to get the injection I used to have a fear of needles and I, I've overcome it and I, I don't know if you remember this actually but I always wanted a tattoo and I was like couldn't get a tattoo fear of needles but I thought the greatest way to overcome my fear of needles was to get a tattoo and do you remember you drove me to the tattoo parlor and I got out of the car I do I got like two steps and I turned around I changed my mind and I came back to the car and you had locked me out of the car <laughs> I remember this this is such a great memory. I can remember at the time I was driving, my grand gave me her car and I can remember sitting in Long Street waiting for, it was Long Street, wasn't it? Was it was Long Street, yes. I remember waiting for you and I remember you said to me before you got out, you said, if I come back, don't let me back in. And you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I'll never forget that fear and the door wouldn't open and your little face looking at me through the car window. There's no way. <laughs> you said you wanted to get a tattoo. Go and get your tattoo, woman. <laughs> I think this is the great part of what our friendship was, is we kept each other accountable where we asked for accountability. You asked me to keep you locked out, so I locked you out. What did you expect? To let you back in? I have no idea. Well, I think I was just so shocked I had nowhere to go since you locked me out the car. I had to go get my tattoo and I did. So I am grateful. <laughs> so today we are not talking about all our irrational fears, although we would love to know what yours are. So do comment on our Instagram post and let us know. But we are talking about the more psychological fears. What is fear? I, my favorite acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. And I think that there is nothing more truer than that. Definitely. I think the narrative and the story that we tell ourselves is very much the story that we start living out our lives alongside. And we, what we tell ourselves, we do. And what we tell ourselves, we expect. And so if you are telling yourself that you have this fear of uncertainty and therefore you don't put yourself in uncertain situations, you will always stay where you always stay unless you change something. And so the realization, I think, of what you just said, that fear is, it's an assumption. It's a story you tell yourself. You are narrating your life according to what you think you are. And the fact that it probably isn't what you think it is, is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. And the most interesting thing is, is like, all you need to do is change your narrative. Yes, and the stories you tell yourself. And perhaps even to reflect on what you do tell yourself, I find that quite an interesting like post-reflective situation when you are in a scenario where you're feeling some sort of fear. And I think that comes through like your limbic system where you go into flight or fight, fright and you can feel little changes in your physical body. Try and think through why you're reacting the way you are and come to the root cause of that fear. You know, I think that fear isn't so much of something that we're afraid of. I think it's something more to do along the lines of like what something means about us. So you'll often hear people say like, oh, I have the fear of rejection or the fear of failure. And that's valid. Everyone in the world has felt that. But I don't think that we're actually afraid of failing. And I don't think we're afraid of rejection. I think that we are afraid of what failing and being rejected actually means about us. I agree with you. And as much as fear in itself is, again, the story that we tell ourselves in a false assumption, 
I think what it says about us is as much a false assumption. And so again, what is it confirming about you? Is it really confirming something so bad? Is it that bad? Those what ifs. But what if this goes wrong? And instead of looking at it as what could go right, and if it goes wrong, what is the worst that can happen out of that scenario? Something that I started doing when I realized I had certain fears is to come to this realization that you can still have your fears and you can still realize that even if you are rejected, in that place of feeling rejected, and even if you do get rejected, it's an experience, it's a place of growth, it's not as big as you make it in your mind. And coming to that realization makes you want to overcome your fears much quicker because you realize how small and minuscule they are in comparison to how big you make them in your mind. It makes absolute perfect sense. I think what you just said is an assumption. I think fear is actually just an assumption. It's false evidence appearing real. We're just assuming the outcome is going to be something bad or something that we can't handle, or something that's going to feel terrible. We don't actually know. If we could actually just, when we're in a state of fear, if we could actually just stop for a moment and question ourselves, am I making an assumption here? Do I know I'm going to fail? Do I know I'm going to be rejected? Do I know what these people are thinking about me? The answer will probably be no. And at that point, all you are actually responding to is your own assumptions. You're not actually responding to anything that's real. Definitely. I think when I came to that realization was the more I started challenging my fears, the more I realized that they were just fears. And it became almost a motivation in my life. I started realizing almost like, I suppose, if you think of a child and how they do a certain thing to see what you're going to react like, you almost start trying to test your fears to see, am I going to be rejected? And you you most probably in those scenarios foresee that you are going to be or that you are going to feel really uncomfortable in this uncertain environment that you're in. So what I came to realize in these moments were that even if you do have this perception of what the outcome could be, the what ifs of an outcome, it could still happen. And so not making that your fear, not making the outcome your fear, but rather find the root cause of what you do fear, throw yourself into that fear, almost befriend your fear, and then realize that either something amazing amazing could come of it if you just take that one step over your fear if I just think of the opportunities I would have missed if I didn't overcome some of my fears it's insane so something really amazing could happen or you come to realize that it wasn't the outcome you thought it would be and that it doesn't feel as bad as what you thought it would those outcomes are experiences they are experiences to grow from and when you start to see life more as an experience and something to grow from and something to learn from and you're more easy on yourself in that way and less as like I have been rejected I feel rejected this feels like the worst most vulnerable me instead of narrating your life that way rather see it as lesson learned this is I put myself through it it's no longer a fear didn't get the outcome I wanted but I also realized that perhaps it wasn't supposed to work out the way I wanted it to work out. I totally agree. How do you think that your fears have changed from like when we were in the park when we were 20 to about now? Hugely so. I think even this podcast, it was difficult trying to think of the fears that I had back then and try and see them in my life now. Because if I were to walk in the park 
now, it would be such a different scenario. And for those that aren't sure what we're talking about, in our first episode, we spoke about Project Friend and how that came about and how we walked through this park to what we thought was to befriend a few humans. But in fact, it had a lot more to do with overcoming some vulnerabilities and fears. And so if I were to walk back in that park now, I can definitely say that I would probably talk to most of the humans that I would like to talk to and that it wouldn't even be something I would need to think about. What about you? If I could walk through the park now, I think I would experience life a lot more. The biggest thing I think fear held me back is I've always been very shy and socially anxious and socially awkward. And I always used to look at these people having these experiences. They used to do things. They used to go on dates and meet friends and have adventures and just talk to strangers. And I always used to think it always just looked so easy for them. And I felt like this massive chasm between where I was and where I wanted to be. And the only thing that was keeping me where I was was fear. I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't feel like I was attractive enough. I didn't feel like I was smart enough. I didn't feel enough, full stop. And I think that fear and every one of those fears of any of those interactions would have just validated me not feeling like I was good enough. But I missed out on so many experiences. And I, if I could go back, I would tell myself, you know, there's so much life waiting just over there. If you're just brave enough to step and take it. Have you ever watched a movie called uh, We Bought a Zoo? Yes, I have. I love that movie. Was the main character Matt Damon? Yes, Matt Damon. Yes. He goes into um, the diner where he meets his wife for the first time and he says it only ever takes, I think it's 15 seconds of bravery to change your life. And that just that little saying has totally stuck with me through my entire life. All it takes is a small amount of courage to do something differently and you will get a different outcome than you expected because what you were expecting was an assumption and then you'll just go from there. It plays into one of my favorite quotes which is a mind that is stretched by a new experience will never be the same again. I love that. It's my favorite. I had it on as a wallpaper when I took this brave step of going overseas for the first time on my own. It was not just my first trip overseas by my by myself but it was a big step for me to again overcome what I thought perhaps I always wanted to travel but I never knew if I would have enough bravery to do it and so that was me going of course you're brave book the ticket and off you go and so I had this wallpaper and obviously at the time it was it meant a lot to me but it really became meaningful once I traveled experienced the experiences I traveled and had and got to experience and see and the people I got to meet and then when I came back looking at that quote it couldn't have been more true because honestly if I had to go back to me wanting to even planting the seed of wanting to travel if I had never traveled I could never say that I had met the people I'd met I would never have taken the chances that I took I could never have had the experiences that really changed the entirety of my mindset, the way I saw life, mind over matter. It really just put life into perspective and made me realize how something as big as traveling on your own for the first time is so small when you get back on the plane and you fly back home. It does. I mean, I've traveled extensively by myself and it is it is scary, but what I find scary about it is it's almost scary that I didn't know how brave I am. I'm almost frightened by my possibilities. Suddenly when you realize how brave you can be, 
And then suddenly there's nothing standing in your way and you get this like overwhelming feeling of like, wow, I could actually do anything. Definitely. If I think about how, so you do something like that, let's say you have this inclination or this need to want to travel and you fear that you're not going to do it because of fear itself and so you don't travel. But the other option is you travel. You have that experience and then you have something else on your bucket list. Let's say you'd really like to take or make a new change in your career choice. You take that step. And it's almost like a ladder process. The more you take those steps, the more you start to not just get closer to who you are, which is a really fulfilling feeling, but the more you realize that you're really capable of anything. It's amazing. I think a lot of people have the fear of being trapped, which I find quite interesting because I can seriously relate to that fear as well. Do you think that you can relate to it? Definitely. We've spoken briefly about this before and it's an interesting one because it's not one that you're going to necessarily find on Google. I think the fears that mostly come up are what? Fear of rejection. Failure. Fear of uncertainty. Abandonment. Fear of fear. It's interesting. What is the fear of being trapped, would you say, for you? I think the fear of being trapped for me is being put in a situation where I feel like I can't leave if I wanted to. I think almost everyone in the world can relate to that in some sense, whether it's a relationship or a job or a marriage or education or just responsibilities. What does it mean for you? I would say the same thing. And I think it's as minor as feeling like you are being forced into a certain situation where you don't have the choice to step out of it or as big as being stuck in something long term. The scary part of that, and I think the scary part of being feeling trapped is when you feel that on your own, there's some sense of control in that, in that you can control certain scenarios, you can make sure that you get yourself into situations where you don't feel trapped, but when you're doing it with somebody else, if they don't come to the party, or if they are not wanting to resolve or work through certain things, there's not much more you can do from your side. I think that's the scary part of being trapped. That's true. So in recent years, I found myself in a position where I felt trapped and it was devastating. I was in a job that thanks to COVID, I couldn't leave and I was just massively depressed and overwhelmed. And it it was the feeling of I didn't have a choice to be here. And through a lot of introspection and honest reflection, I came to the realization that I actually did have a choice. It's just that sometimes the consequences of those choices feel like they're so big that we actually can't make them. But in that situation, you are actively choosing to be there. You just don't actually realize that you are. And when you can sort of like switch your mindset, like as we were saying, how we narrate our lives and our fears, if we can sort of switch our mindset as and like change the way we see it, I was actively choosing to be there. It's just the consequences of me not being there were would be devastating. And sometimes we're in situations where the consequences of us leaving certain situations or certain relationships can be the difference between having a place to sleep tonight and not having a place to sleep tonight. But sometimes we have to realize that we're still actively making that choice. And when we realize that we're making that choice, we kind of get the power back. It's suddenly no longer in someone else's control. It is suddenly in our control. And when it's in our control, 
then it's our responsibility to change. And it suddenly goes from this being sort of like a little bit of a victim mentality, like I'm trapped, I'm stuck, I don't have any control, to something that I can actively change if I wanted to. Not to say that it would be easy and not to say that the consequences wouldn't be massive, but you do actually have the power. Wow, that was so well said. I'm, I was smiling throughout the entirety of that TED talk. Oh, thank you. Because honestly, <laughs> that's a huge compliment, actually. You can um, add that to your fun facts. I'm going to add that to my resume with my, my ranophobia. Yeah. <laughs> um, I couldn't agree more. And I think the reason I was also smiling is because it reminds me of when you and I started chatting again. We hadn't chatted in months we had chatted briefly now and again on WhatsApp, but we hadn't actually committed to a phone call. And we had this long chat, and that's actually where Project Friend came from and rooted from, although the starting point was years back. It was this conversation where I was sharing with you at the time a situation that I was in, and I was feeling really defeated. And I was feeling defeated because I wasn't sure what next and how am I going to get to what I envisioned for myself. And I felt like every decision, there was something else that was going to affect that decision. And that's how we got talking. You asked me the question, so what are you going to do to change that? Good question. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> Boom. And Veronica drop. Oh, no, not Veronica. For those of you that don't know, we have named our mics. This is Mike, and that is... Veronica. Mike and Veronica. Take Veronica. on the world. Mike and Veronica. Watch them go. So in that question I was answering, and I had already put in a few proactive steps to what I wanted changed, which in itself, to anybody listening, if you are going through any sort of fear, take small steps. It feels minuscule in the moment it feels like it's not changing much and then you look back and you start to see traces of small moments huge effects and I think coming back to what you were saying earlier about that feeling of being trapped and taking control realize that in that moment of feeling trapped you are in fact not trapped that that is I think and that absolute fear of I'm stuck in this forever but the moment you take that one foot over the line of fear, you realize that you really were never stuck. I think there's just so many like memes and so many pictures of, for example, there's this meme of a horse that can't get out of a stable, only to realize like the little stable is open. All the horse had to do is push it. I don't actually think that's the meme. I think I just made this little philosophical <laughs> horse story now. But anyway, horse school over here. Um, <laughs> it's got something to do with the horse, but the horse was trying to do something and it was, it didn't do anything because it was so used to just waiting for somebody to open the door. And I think that's the beauty of realizing that you're not trapped. The door is open, but you in your mind think that that door is locked. Like my favorite analogy for this, and I love to use this for my clients, is that it's kind of like we're sitting in a cage crying, but we don't actually realize we're holding the key. And it's so interesting because this whole thing is actually just about a perception shift. If we were to have this conversation when we were in our 20s, it would have been such a long, drawn-out conversation because it became such a complex situation, mulling over every possibility of your fear and why you have those fears in the past and... It, but if you really just realize, like you said, that it's a perception and you overcome that, you so soon realize that fear does not need to be the driving force 
of you not taking the opportunities that you are so deserving of. So what would you say would be some handy tools or some handy tips for people that are dealing with fear? I would say one, start to get introspective because the minute that you can start to look at yourself and honestly look at yourself is the minute that you can start to see really where these things are. I've met so many people who have fears and anxieties, but they don't want to go any further than just the way they feel. The way they feel is that it, that's who I am, I'm frightened. And then they don't want to go any deeper. We need to look and look really well. And sometimes you might be shocked at what's there and don't look at that in judgment, but just look at that in curiosity. And once you start to actually honestly look at yourself and be introspective, I think then you can start implementing other things like, is the thing that I'm looking at an assumption? And am I actually only responding to my own assumptions or am I actually responding to what might be true? What would you, what advice would you give? So what I would say to somebody is definitely come to realize what you fear, name the fear, think about perhaps the root cause of that fear, because that is part of the growth process, realizing what made you fear in the first place. In itself, you'll probably realize that that fear in itself was also an assumption, but it's good to go through that process and then go into it, delve into your fears, delve, challenge yourself, go into doing what you thought you couldn't do and realize that no matter what the outcome in that is you still have the choice at the end of the day and no matter what the outcome is you still are growing from the experience see life as experiences don't see it as the ups and downs of life become content with the ups and downs of life and then you realize that it's actually not so bad but the one thing that you shouldn't do is to let fear dictate your life because then you are going to always have the same narrative that you're currently having. And if you are having the narrative of wanting to change certain things in your life, then overcoming fear is the first step. I absolutely love that. I think you can almost say that the antidote to fear is choices. Choices, absolutely. Do you know, I think that what are you going to do to change that, I think should actually be our challenge this week. Because we approach fear as in it's something that we can't overcome like oh I have a fear and that's sort of like stop line in the sand I have a fear it's mine but what are you going to do to change that because you don't have to live in fear and I think that that is such a good question and remember that you are most likely going to feel that emotional experience a lot of what fear is is the feeling that you're feeling but despite that you still have a choice to make and that's our challenge for the week amazing so do you have any final thoughts trust yourself and see fear as an opportunity to grow from see what happens when you start to throw yourself into what you feared most and see how your life changes so quickly the fears that you once feared are no longer fears that you will fear and you'll realize that as you go you are much more brave and courageous than you ever thought you were And so your fears become really a distant part of who you are and you start to grow and experience new sides of you. What would your final thoughts for the week be? My final thoughts would be your fears are only your assumptions and your choices that are holding you back from your experiences. And don't let the fear of what you've narrated your life to be stand in the way of the life that you could have. Well, thanks, friends, for joining us today. And please join us again next week and interact with our social media posts so we can get to know you better. 
and please don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow along on our project friend journey this platform is used to connect with friends to make new friends to share experiences and we want you to interact with what we are posting so that we can get to know you too we'll see you next week for all things motivation bye friend lots of love bye bye friend love you lots